I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No, F1, no. Do not go to New York. Please don't. So the idea of a track around the not-capital city of the U.S. has been knocking around for many years. Formula One wanting to grace the streets of New York and catch the buzz and hype around the megacity. Where have we heard that before, eh? Um, hmm. This just confirms that Formula One right now has metamorphosed itself into the likes of a magpie, always wanting to find shiny things and trying to find the next big thing to drum up hype for their brand new American audience. First, it was with the likes of Miami because, ooh, shiny thing. Then we got Las Vegas. Ooh, another shiny thing. Go to... Yeah, that's fine. I've already got that. But oh, New York, shiny thing. And it being yet another street circuit. And when Las Vegas was dealing with its problems on the practice session with Carlos Sainz, Formula E decided to tweet about it. And that was a very major dig. You know you've reached a low point when Formula E is making a dig at you. But then again, Formula E kind of owned itself by signing with TNT Sports and completely isolating the UK audience, which is pretty much one of its major avenues of audience. Smart. And speaking of Vegas, surely all the drama surrounding the Vegas preamble would have acted like a cautionary tale for all populated areas of the states that maybe the sport isn't worth all the hassle, especially New York. The populace of Las Vegas were resistant to this idea. You really think that New Yorkers would be all the more compliant? I don't think so. I went to New York a while back, and whilst I had a really fun time there, there was a lot of construction going on throughout the entire city. I think with the addition of Formula One being there, it would be utter bedlam. Nobody would be able to commute anywhere. That ain't gonna happen. Unless you're the recently elected mayor who is desperately wanting a New York Grand Prix to grace his city. The current mayor, Eric Adams, supposedly wants to host a Grand Prix in the city. That's according to Liberty Media's boss, Greg Maffei. Somewhere on the Randall and Ward's Island, which is about two square kilometres in size. When I was doing my research for this video, I had a look on all tracks, and they'd come up with this little route around, which is about 7.9 kilometres, which looks relatively decent, but then it would completely eviscerate all of the local bike routes and walk routes. It would really, really completely devastate its particular scenery. But it does prove that you could put a sizable F1 circuit on it. 
and completely ruin the green space. But fortunately for the local community, Greg Maffei has sort of quashed the idea and acted like the idea of going to New York is something that is not really feasible. It's what he believes is a fight we don't need to have because F1's already dealing with a lot of that. Sure, New Jersey was considered in the batch of races Liberty was initially thinking of in the US back in the late 2010s, but Domenicali has since quashed that too, stating that if you were going to pull off a race like that, it has to be in the heart of the location, him citing New Jersey as not recognisable enough. Hey, if you live in New Jersey, I ain't saying anything. For Stefano, it would have to be in New York itself, which would mean Mayor Adams' idea was more logical. But then there have been rumblings about tearing up Central Park for the race, Domenicali citing that as somewhere he would prefer. Uh, are you kidding? Central Park? Tearing that up? No, that is absolutely unacceptable. Central Park is beautiful and too iconic for F1 to tear up and put buildings in there. Las Vegas was disruptive enough, and there they have the space to make it work. Because F1 spent nearly a quarter of a billion dollars on buying up land for their buildings and small section of track. If you wanted to do the same thing in New York, it would cost them billions. It would bankrupt the sport. I don't think even Papa Stroll could afford to buy up land in New York at the moment. Central Park doesn't have any roads. That means road closures would be minimal. But what about all the construction? You'd have to rip down all of those trees, all of those scenic routes, the lakes, everything. The Central Park Zoo. I thought that was really cute that it had its own little zoo. All of that probably would be at the mercy of Stefano Domenicali, wanting iconic lands and ooh, no, just no. But this isn't the first time New York and F1 have flirted with one another. It's been going on in the background for maybe over a decade at this point. Back in 2011, the New Jersey idea was touted by Bernie Eccleston, and the FIA did temporarily include it on the 2013 calendar as the Grand Prix of Jersey. New York. Yeah, it kind of doesn't really sound that grand when you put New York in brackets. Then, to make it sound grander, of course, it was then dubbed as the Grand Prix of America! It was meant to be undertaken on the Port Imperial street circuit in New Jersey, with the backdrop of the Hudson River and the New York City skyline, to really give off the vibe without disrupting Manhattan's traffic systems. But then, of course, it kept getting delayed because they couldn't get their ducks in a row, they breached contracts, they couldn't get the right amount of investment. One time, they needed $100 million, according to Bernie Eccleston, to try and get the whole thing to work, and then they couldn't get that. And they were trying to get that from UBS, and considering where UBS are right now, that's probably for the best. And then, of course, $100 million. Really, Bernie? Really? Come on, come on. You haven't got enough money, mate. So by 2016, the idea was dead, and what was left of the idea of single-seaters evolved into the New York City Epri, which ran until 2022 in Brooklyn's Red Hook area, which does live up to the original remit of having Manhattan's tip on display and the Statue of Liberty, and it was fairly popular and minimal in disruption, but of course it doesn't run there anymore, and now we're getting likes of Tokyo hosting an Epri instead for 2024. And that would really appeal, especially if you're a Gran Turismo fan, about Tokyo street circuits, and ooh, that sounds really fun if you can afford to watch it. Well, okay, so if the New York Epre turned out to be not that disruptive, why can't F1 just run there? Well, there are a lot of things against that, you see. There is something you've got to take into account here, and it's very, very dull, but I personally, as a statistician fan, I absolutely love it. It's the FIA grading system. It's just about as exciting as you could expect, folks. I love it, though. That and the super license table. Oh, so many stats. That track is considered grade 3E. The E standing for 
Formula E, obviously. And you can only have certain types of cars race there, including F3 cars. That and the track at Brooklyn is too short. It needs to be at least 3.5 kilometers long, or just over two miles if you're Logan Sargent watching. Let's delve deeper into that grading system and explain why the Randall's Island idea might not work either. Because thanks to Hankook for their little explanation of the guidelines for Grade 1 FIA tracks, you basically need to have a track between 3.5 kilometers and 7 kilometers in length, with a straight no longer than 2 kilometers. Which, by the way, the Las Vegas circuit just about squeaks under at 1.9. They knew what they were doing. Then the track needs to be at least 12 meters long at all points on the circuit. Which, considering where we are looking at in New York, that's not exactly feasible or practical, especially on a very small island. That and the first corner can't be just a little kink or something like that. It needs to be a 45 degree corner with at least a 300 meter transition. Then you've got to have grid slots that are the right length apart. Then a specific pit building constructed to cater up for 12 teams according to the Concord agreement. Safety requirements up the wazoo. Runoff areas unbound. And the right kind of fencing. Which is why in some shots the Las Vegas circuit didn't really look like it was taking place in Las Vegas because of all the safety rules. If you take that into equation with the idea of Central Park, it wouldn't look like Central Park. So what would be the point? Unless you you got those helicopter shots which you see every now and again and where would the grandstands go it's just completely unfeasible unless you want to completely eviscerate central park which i'm sure that many people would be opposed to put simply a new york grand prix the way that stefano dominicali wants it would just not work because there's not enough space and if there were places that could have the space to do so it wouldn't be good enough for dominicali because it's not right in the heart of new york that's why a London Grand Prix wouldn't work. There's just not enough room. If you want to put it where the London E-Prix is, that's out in the sticks in the East London area, where the Docklands are. To him, that wouldn't be good enough, even though London City Airport is right there. But what can we do then if you wanted to have a fourth Grand Prix? Or better yet, get rid of Miami. Well, why don't we just go to somewhere which isn't all that far away in terms of the grand scheme of Americana. Just go back to Watkins Glen, right? Wait, look. What are you going on about? Watkins Glen? Really? I know, I know. Instead of having another American Grand Prix, we really need to have a Grand Prix on the African continent. But if we were going to have another option for an American track, just get rid of Miami and go to Watkins Glen. Because I think we can all agree that Miami is kind of losing relevancy right now and nobody really cares for it. I reckon that F1 itself is having buyer's remorse since Cota and Vegas are proving to be more interesting. And Vegas has had a stay of execution from the fandom in producing a better race than people expected. I think I've seen a consensus from the fans that they are reserving judgment with the Vegas Grand Prix. They're going to wait until 2024 to finally pass judgment on whether or not it's worth being on the calendar. Because there are some things to improve, but 2023 turned out better than expected. But Miami, I think everyone's just bored of it now. It's lost its luster. The gimmicks aren't really that sustainable. It just feels really just overpriced and irrelevant and just boring or just not really interesting at all. And I think my thoughts are being confirmed because Miami's hosting a sprint race next year because it's chief promoter stating that the need for the race to evolve and develop the event constantly is of the utmost importance. You know, to try and win over the purists and that the Miami Grand Prix, oh, it's not about ticket numbers. It's about the experience. I mean, the value proposition, according to Mr. Epp, Oh, that's the job of Coda to do that. That's them to make the money, much like with Silverstone. This just reeks of desperation to me, in all due respect. But in a way, I think you did hit the nail on the head that people that go to Grand Prix, they want value, which is something that Miami does not have. I also think that it would be a far better proposal for the purists, as you say. Now, of course, there are issues with this idea, and the world of F1 has moved on considerably since the last race at Watkins Glen in 1980. 
but for nigh on 20 years the Watkins Glen race was a very notable inclusion and would often be the season finale which to me sounds really cool. And like I said it's based in New York State and it's a fan favourite across many different disciplines. And currently it's an FIA Grade 2 listed circuit similar to Sebring which means that the investments needed to get up to Grade 1 aren't all that insurmountable. If this were a Grade 3 track it would be really difficult and you'd have to completely overhaul it whereas Grade 2 doesn't really seem that impossible. And besides the track organisers have seemingly spent many millions in modernising the circuit in recent years to make it more relevant and suitable for competitions in the modern era as well as more runoffs, media pens for journalists. It's a far more progressive attitude than the track had in the late 70s and was the reason for its undoing and demise from the calendar because it was just improperly organised and not enough investment was being put into it. If I were F1 I would seriously look at Watkins Glen as an option. It's based in New York State, it's a classic track, it started in 1961 at the peak of the illustrious nostalgic era back when F1 was probably one of the purest it's ever been and it's just something that all of the American audiences would really relate to. If F1 went there they could just call it a heritage track. They could pump in a little bit of money into the local area and community as well as bring it up to code to FIA grade 1 standards and therefore there would be that connection to the past instead of just making up a purpose track in Miami or doing what they did and buying up land in Vegas trying to instill F1 heritage and legacy into it where there isn't all that much or none at all in the case of Miami. With Watkins there's about nearly 20 years of Grand Prix racing involved in its history so if you just pump in that little bit of extra cash bring it up to code and make it all fancy whilst also keeping the heritage of the configuration that's been around since 1971 when the boot was installed I think that would be a fan favourite because it would appeal to all sorts of audiences and to top it all off IndyCar races there as well, so people constantly comparing IndyCar to F1, they would have a direct comparison on the same type of circuit. An even easier suggestion in replacing Miami would just go back to Indianapolis, to the road circuit that was basically built for Formula 1 in the 2000 season, and then bring in Andretti either on its own or buying out another team where it's on its own backyard. Indianapolis is just so centric to the US motorsport scene, it would be a no-brainer, but no, F1 doesn't want to be making it too easy for themselves. So Watkins Glen I think would be a decent option, but there are some problems here and I am being realistic. If you want to make this work, other things would have to be built as well. First off, you would need to have medical facilities constructed way closer to the track because Rochester's over 80 miles away by road. I mean, sure, you could helicopter people that were injured to the hospital, but it would still take roughly about 20 to 30 minutes to get there. And when you're in a situation with motorsport accidents and how visceral they can be, 20 to 30 minutes may be too long for some situations, or it could complicate matters once you actually get to the hospital. So you would really need to cut that time in half, or better yet, by two thirds. So there would have to be a thoroughly equipped hospital within much closer distance and that would be something that F1 would have to fit the bill for because I don't think the local community would have the cash to pump in potentially several million dollars into medical facilities that would be suitable for motorsport accidents and extreme trauma. Then of course there's the improvements to local facilities because I don't think that the Watkins Glen area could handle hundreds of thousands of tourists descending upon it because quite simply it is in the middle of nowhere. The nearest international airport is Buffalo, two and a half hours away. And I've flown through Buffalo. It ain't big. You'd have to either go to Toronto Pearson, which is in Canada, or you go to JFK or LaGuardia, which are about four and a half hours drive away. 
So logistically, it is a little bit complicated. So you would need to improve the infrastructure getting to the track, which is something that Paul Ricard suffered from. Many people complaining that all the trunk roads leading to Paul Ricard were abysmally small. And sure, its saving grace was, is that there was an airfield right next to the track. That's pretty much one of the reasons why it was somewhat sustainable. But in terms of cars getting there, it was incredibly difficult. Going back to what Stefano said about it not being in the heart of an iconic area. Sure, Watkins Glen is iconic to the purists, but to the casual audience and people wanting to think, ooh, F1 in New York, and people go, yeah, F1 in New York. State. Yes, uh, you could call it the Niagara Falls Grand Prix since it would be close ish to the waterfalls, but then it would be disingenuous and it would be completely going against the idea of Watkins Glen. It's it would be completely lost its identity. So you can tell there are many complications to this idea. It's a nice little idea to have, but there are some pitfalls to it. In fact, if you really want to be geographically legitimate, you could call it the Toronto Grand Prix. And then, of course, you've got to consider what would need to be changed for the track, how to bring it up to grade one. You would have to change a lot of its DNA and in some ways which may not be happy with the purists. A lot of the track may need to be modified extensively and it might go to the point where if you, especially if you get Herman Tilker involved, it might be completely unrecognizable. And the people that would go there for a cheap day out and wanting to have a really good grassroots experience may not get that anymore. It may be too gentrified almost. That's a problem with modern F1 circuits to me. They just seem all gentrified. It's too expensive. It's just completely neutered. It seems all the same, like with many modern city architecture. It just seems really... uh tame almost. Some of the identity of Watkins Glen could be lost and that's something I am considering here. But still, the allure of just getting rid of Miami is just too strong in some cases. But I do get it. And another thing that F1 needs to get is that it would definitely have to have the local communities and governments and municipalities on board from the get-go. They can't just do what they did in Vegas and completely rub people up the wrong way, disrupt things for many months on top of what else was going on in terms of roadworks and construction, and basically not really giving much of a care about it and being completely greedy about it. F1 would need to have a constant dialogue with the local community to try and make sure that what they're doing is sound and can bring genuine benefits to the community when the track and the Grand Prix are not being used. If done right, it could bring loads more money into the local economy and keep local businesses afloat. And of course, there's the adage of build it and they will come. It could ring true. But one thing that would be very important is that F1 would really need to foot the bill for most of this. Really build up Watkins Glen into something that it could really be proud of. Bring it back to the fore in terms of the international stage of Formula One where it is right now. Because back in the late 70s and 1980, F1 was only just starting to become internationally recognised and a little bit more as it is today. And you do have to thank Bernie Eccleston in some ways for making it even more internationally recognised. There was some good stuff that Bernie did. Some good stuff. But... Bringing it to an international audience was one of them. And I feel like Watkins Glen really needs its time to shine and being harped back to its history in the 60s and 70s of Formula One as it was starting to bring out its own identity. That is something really important to have. And it's a classic American track. It's like if you brought the likes of Sebring or Sonoma to it. Or just better yet, just swallow your pride, Formula One, let Andretti in and go back to Indy. It would be so much easier because the track's already built. And I think a long enough time has passed since 2005 that... Many people are willing to forgive you, and most people will have probably forgotten, so long as you've sorted out the uh, curb and the diamond cut stuff and you don't have that happening again. But hopefully that won't happen because, you know, we're not in the middle of a tyre war. But hey, a man can dream, much like how I can dream about Miami no longer existing on the calendar. Let him build.
Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.